My name is Samantha Lewis, and I'm excited to introduce our podcast today. Today's podcast is led by Barry Render, author of the number one operations management title on the market. Our guest today is Tom Cheslock, Vice President of Global Supply Chains at Pfizer. Tom and Barry will be discussing the complexity of Pfizer's global supply chain. Samantha, thanks for the introduction. And Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Very excited to have you with us. You've done some amazing things at Pfizer. You know, I thought I would just start by asking you a little bit about your career. I know you've been there for decades already. Yeah, thank you, Barry. And, and thanks for the opportunity to talk with you today. I was looking forward to the discussion and uh, give you a little background on myself and what we do here at Pfizer and Supply Chain. Uh, just a quick intro. Had the good fortune to attend to you know, great universities, engineering degree from Penn State and a, a MBA from Temple University, which have certainly helped uh, throughout my career. Right out of school, or actually while I was in school, I did an internship uh, with Ford Motor Company, which then led to kind of full-time upon graduation. And a great company to start with, uh, automotive industry, very dynamic, was introduced at a, a very early stage of my career to you know, the Lean Six Sigma concepts, uh, you know, a lot of manufacturing techniques, and more importantly, what I do today, a lot of global supply chain operations and tools that have helped me in that in that capacity. And then uh, after Ford, I moved on to life sciences and, and currently the vice president of supply chain here at, at Pfizer. Uh, really what that means is I have responsibility for a couple different business units, everything we make for uh, that you would see in a hospital setting. So hospital business unit, and then all of our inflammation immunology products, and then quite a few rare disease products as well. Tom, that's a great background. Can you describe, I know Pfizer is just a massive global company. Can you describe the supply chain that you look at every day? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, very global in nature. We have 36 approximately 36 uh, global manufacturing sites internal. We also use close to 300 uh, contract manufacturers as well. Uh, we have about 11 distribution centers, internal Pfizer, that, that we operate to distribute uh, products around the world. But we also use a large network of 3PLs and partners to help us distribute products because access is very important for us at Pfizer. We want to make sure every patient around the world can get the medicines they need. So we utilize that um, extensive kind of 3PL network. And we operate in about 180 countries or distribute product in about 180 countries. Uh, we use thousands of suppliers, right, to, we do make some of our own, you know, active product ingredients, but we have a large API supply base packaging supply base, excipients, all the commodities and components that you could think of that go into manufacturing pharmaceuticals. So a, a large uh, network. And, you know, the, the real stat that I want to highlight is about 30,000 colleagues throughout that whole supply chain in all of our manufacturing and distribution centers that really make it all happen. Well, it's a great company, no question about it. I know you had something very interesting recently. You went off to Japan and visited Toyota to look at the Toyota production system, TPS, which we discuss in our chapter 16 in our textbook. Can you tell us what you found there and what you saw and how good the trip was for you? Yeah, the trip was amazing. Uh, and it was something, you know, I've been in industry for 
call it 25 years. And uh, I can honestly say visiting Toyota was a real highlight for me. I've learned so much about it and I've applied so much of the Toyota production system throughout my career that it was great to meet uh, and see it all in action at Toyota City there in, in Japan. Uh, I can tell you, right, we've, we explored a lot of their, their, you know, all of it is all around driving waste out and how you do that more efficiently through Lean Six Sigma, right? And, and Gemba walks is one thing that we took away. We do Gembas and Gembas uh, are, you know, real-time monitoring in the place where the value is created. So you want to walk through your manufacturing site and be able to see, you know, visually what's happening and how the operations are performing in real time. They do an amazing job with that. So you see the value created in the place that that's the operations occurring, brought a lot of that back. Uh, we use a lot of the Six Sigma and a lot of the lean concepts already, but, uh, you know, they, they sort of take it to another level. So to see that and bring it back to our, uh, you know, um, operations around how we define, how we measure, how we analyze, and how we improve, and then more importantly, control that uh, is was really something we uh, have appreciated and our, that partnership continues with Toyota today. Well, that's great. Uh, talk to us about a little bit about Pfizer's supply of drugs and vaccine vaccines to the world. I mean, the numbers are astounding. And I don't think people realize just what impact Pfizer has. Can you sort of give us a background on that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a, you know, we try to reach billions of patients, right? That's our goal. And we want to make sure everyone has access. And for supply chain, that's making sure the product is in the right place at the right time in the right quantities. Uh, so, you know, we have call it 20,000 SKUs around the world. Um, we use a sophisticated supply chain to do that. And I told you a little bit about that earlier. But uh, yeah, our portfolio is broad. So everything that you would receive in a hospital setting, you know, also uh, a lot of the oncology products, inflammation, immunology, women's health. We have a very large vaccine uh, division, obviously with our COVID vaccines, but we have RSV, we have Prevnar. There's a lot of other vaccines that are in that portfolio that touch a lot of patients. Yeah. And we're quite proud of all of that and the products that we bring to really help people live healthier lives. I read someplace that one out of every six people on the planet is taking a Pfizer drug. Does that make yeah, sense? It, it makes sense. Uh, when you think about the we're literally supplying billions and billions and billions of doses. And if you think about the global population, not surprising. And a lot of products that people uh, probably are receiving may not recognize that it's a Pfizer product. So if it's administered in a hospital setting or in a clinic or, or wherever, it may be different than what people think of when you think of pharma is I take my script to the pharmacy, I get something back, but there's billion or you know hundreds or thousands of other products that we make that you may not you may get in a in a clinical type setting well the one product that we mostly recognize since i've had it myself is the uh covid vaccine which pfizer probably got more reputational uh, uh marketing from than anything else you've put out um and i know that you put out billions of doses in a short time period how did you handle that yeah, great, great question. Uh, you know, first of all, we we had a, a lot of 
support. We knew it was critical to to try to do what we could to help during the pandemic. So we we took immediate action. Uh, I think first of all, while the vaccine was being developed, we did a lot of things in parallel to scale up our manufacturing and distribution capabilities to be ready to produce uh, billions of doses and then distribute those to, like I said, 180 countries around the world. And we took a lot of risks in that, made a lot of investments in that to be ready, uh, you know, upon approval or when approval was was given. And then we went into action, right? We were able to, to manufacture large amounts of, of, of vaccine uh, because of the broad capabilities and large network of manufacturing plants that we have with the sterile injectable capacity. Uh, the, the, the complicated thing about the vaccine was it was a frozen product. So we had right. to develop, right, right. So we had to develop, uh, and you know, the technology to ship it under frozen conditions to all of those countries and make sure the stability was was the same when it left to when it arrived and how to monitor that. Uh, and we were able to develop good solutions for that. Uh, and we had a, a 99.7 success rate of delivering that product to patient uh, in the in the you know most com- quality and compliant way. So we were pretty excited about that. And again, you know, just doing our part uh, to solve the pandemic and help people uh, get through it. Tom, th- so much. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I have one last question for you. There's so many of our listeners are college students, usually undergraduate or MBA students. Is there any piece of advice you'd like to give them as they wander off into the world the next year or two? Yeah, great, great question. Look, I, I, I love being in supply chain. I think supply chain now has become a real strategic advantage and, and differentiator for companies. Uh, so, you know, I would say that the the path that they're they've chosen uh, is a good one, and it's a real value added in any industry. I think it's whether you're in pharmaceuticals or automotive or whatever industry you're in, it it, it it's applicable to everything. And what I see trends now is the technology side. Pay attention to the technology. We're using a lot more predictive analytics. You can call it AI if you want. Uh, it's a lot of that, right? But we're seeing a lot of predictive analytics. We're seeing a lot of statistical type of analytics. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of how to get products. Uh, the world, I hate to say is shrinking, but it, it needs to shrink to get products to patients or or your products to consumers faster and more efficiently. So that continuous improvement loop is important. And we use that a lot. And I think you'll see that. So pay attention to the tools and techniques, you know, stay ahead of that curve. Uh, know that the, the field that you're in is very applicable and very valuable in all industries. Um, and I can tell you the one thing about what I do is you get a little bit of something different every day uh, because it's so dynamic, right? Uh, in our production planning, in our forecasting, in our inventory management that I, I think, you know, uh, good for you and, 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 you know, stick with it. It'll certainly be value add at the end. That's a great answer. I, I couldn't put it any better myself. I agree with everything you said too. I think you've got a great background. We really appreciate your spending the time with us today. And I think our listeners will also. Thanks again, Tom. Take care.
Thank you, Barry. Appreciate the time. Thank you.